Chapter 1 Becky woke up that afternoon with her pants around her ankles and headphones tangled around her head. She was half on the floor, like she'd fallen asleep while praying. Her knees mashed into the carpet, both her feet sparking to life with pins and needles. There was a bag of potato chips lying open between her pillows. She'd crumbled a handful into a grainy powder with one clenched fist, while the other hand held a television remote. She slid to one side and laid on the floor, pulling up her pants and knocking over a few beer bottles as she tugged at the tight, damp denim around her swollen thighs. One of her belt loops ripped off and her hand came up and smacked her in the jaw. She let out a moan and rolled onto her stomach. She'd pissed her jeans. She could smell it. Now it made sense why they were half off. She'd probably peed herself on the walk here from her car and then tried getting them off before climbing into bed. But apparently she'd failed to complete either task and instead had passed out kneeling over while blindly eating. There was powdered cheese smeared all over her face. It was even in her eyebrows. When she wiped at her eyes, a whole uneaten ruffle fell out of her hair. A cat crawled around her, meowing and rubbing its sides on her legs. It was her new roommate's cat. She couldn't remember the cat's name, so she just swatted at it. Chip crumbles sputtered out her mouth as she barked a lazy command and rose to her feet. The cat retreated to a corner and began to lick its own asshole, eyeing up Becky every few tongue strokes. Becky unlaced her shoes and dug her toe into her heel and peeled them off while standing. She stepped out of her pants and walked to her bedroom door, wearing only her black uniform polo, headphones, and a pair of ankle socks. She caught a glimpse of herself in the closet door mirror. Her white legs had gotten fatter and whiter. Her short brown hair stood in a wave like a duck's ass. Her glasses hung loosely from one of her ears. She grabbed them, untangled them from her bangs, and tossed them onto a pile of clothing on the floor, pulling open her door. Becky lived in a one-bedroom apartment, but she rented out the living room as an additional bedroom to help pay rent. For the past few years, there'd been a constant rotation of roommates and friends they'd brought, living sometimes three or four to a couch in her living room, though only a few had ever paid their share of the rent. Currently residing on the pull-out sofa was an attractive young girl with the brains of an empty walnut and the voice of a cartoon mouse. Her name was Alejandra, and she was newly enrolled in a college in Des Moines, but had taken up residency here in the town of Clive after responding to Becky's ad for a roommate. The two of them had gotten along fine initially, which had been only two days prior. But by the time Alejandra had unpacked her things, Becky was already regretting the whole arrangement. First, there was the cat, which Becky didn't originally know about, whose name was something unpronounceable. The name reminded Becky of a salad dressing she'd once ordered by mistake. The cat was fucking annoying. After only two days, it managed to cover everything in a thick layer of white hair. It liked to jump and loved to hiss almost as much as it loved to shit, which it did any and everywhere it desired. Alejandra also brought a lot of plants, 
tropical ones that barely fit up the stairwell and hallway as she carried them in one after another. Now, all thirty of these plants lined the living room, bathroom, kitchen, and hallway, transforming the small apartment into a jungle. Most of the plants were so tall, they bent and slid along the ceiling, creating a canopy of leaves and vines that hung in every room. The plants blocked out the windows entirely, but were somehow resilient in the darkness they created. Becky hated the plants, but assumed the spiders and cockroaches loved them. Alejandra was studying dance and music, so she turned the living room, her bedroom, into a practice space as well. She had come to Iowa on a ballet scholarship, but her new passion was the bassoon, which she'd recently taken up as part of her extracurricular studies, joining the Birchwood College Beginners Jazz Ensemble to master the art of improvisation. But all these annoying things Alejandra had brought up the stairs sparkled in comparison to her most surprising carry-on, which was a fiancé. His name was Rando. Rando spoke no English, had no job, but somehow in only 48 hours he'd managed to steal Becky's heart, eat everything in her fridge, and send her into a whirlwind of sexual desire and jealousy unlike she'd ever experienced before. Rando was a bit older than Alejandra and Becky, but not by much. He was tall, dark, and handsome, like an elm tree in moonlight, or a young Jimmy Smith's. His face was carved sharply to fine angled points, and his skin was the color of chocolate milk. Becky loved chocolate milk. He was smooth and hard, and so big he had to hunch everywhere he went in the apartment. When he sat down, his shoulders spanned the length of the couch. He was also allergic to wearing shirts. Either that, or he'd never found a big enough size to fit around his bulging chest and arms. His giant eyes were pure black and shiny, just like his long mane of hair, which he kept loosely tied to one side of his head with an antique fountain pen. Rando was the most beautiful man Becky had ever met, though the only thing he'd said to her was a barked and militant grunt as he'd carried in a few of the plants. After only two days of living in the cramped apartment, with the fresh, oily smell of him wafting into every room and his back muscles eclipsing each doorframe he entered, Becky was convinced Rando was meant to be in her life and had appeared by serendipitous magic alone. She hadn't mentioned any of this to Alejandra yet. The opportunity hadn't arose. Alejandra was saving herself for marriage, though, so that was a good sign. Becky could tell the young couple hadn't consummated their love. Alejandra had also brought in a six-foot-by-four-foot portrait of her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and placed it above the couch to look down on them as they slept. Jesus also happened to watch TV whenever Rando turned it on. Sometimes the painting's eyes would follow Becky as she stumbled through the dark living room late at night after work. The painting was terrifying. There was blood running down Jesus' face and pooling beneath his eyes as he writhed in horrid agony. These eyes looked out from the canvas as vivid as a photograph, judging everything that passed. Becky pulled open her bedroom door pantsless to this whole scene. 
The narrow hallway stood shadowed with branches. Down in the living room, the corpse green face of Christ stared right at her. And right below it, Alejandra sat erect with a dancer's etiquette. She was blowing on her bassoon, but only faint squeaks came out. Alejandra was already dressed in her pink tutu and tights with pointed-toe ballet slippers tied by ribbons around her feet. Fully dressed, she might have weighed 45 pounds, and sitting next to a cumbersome bassoon, she looked like a perfect miniature replica of an actual human girl. Her almond eyes glittered with sparkling shades of violet and green, her thin arms delicately holding the giant instrument with only the soft pads of her fingers, all her stupid black hair pinned back perfectly in place. Alejandra wet her lips like an ignorant rodent and tried the mouthpiece again. It squeaked, and she coughed and patted her chest, clearing her throat. Becky left her bedroom door hanging open and stood in the hallway, watching this while scratching her vagina and yawning. There were pieces of chips still in her hair and stuck to her polo. She wondered what kind of sound a bassoon actually made and if at any point Alejandra would finally get it to make that sound. Alejandra kept blowing and sucking and puffing out her cheeks as she looked down at several pages of sheet music lying on the carpet at her feet. Becky staggered down the hall to the bathroom and swung open the door. Miranda was sitting naked on the toilet, fondling himself with his eyes closed. He shouted something inaudible and pulled a towel down from the rack, covering himself and nervously coughing. There was something Becky adored about Rando's embarrassment. It always looked so dopey and cute. This was the third time she'd caught him like this, though she'd yet to get a good look at his dick. Her favorite part was the way she got to pretend she didn't notice what he was doing. She leaned into the doorframe and swung one white thigh over the other, covering her privates rather slowly while running a hand up into her tangled hair and the other over her breasts, lightly fluffing herself. Oh, Rando, she said. I'm sorry. Am I interrupting something? Rando just glanced at her sideways and tugged at the towel in his lap. He farted, and a dull sound of plopping water echoed from beneath his ass. It was a very small apartment. Sounds carried. He looked her in the face once quickly, and then ran his eyes down her wrinkled polo, resting his gaze on her bare legs. He would fuck her if she asked. That part was obvious and could easily be arranged. He was practically a machine built for that exact purpose. Becky could almost see the tiny gears turning with slick lubrication from deep inside his dark eyes. Rando chewed his cheek as he stared at her legs, finishing his bowel movement and pissing some. She leaned against the sink and let him look fluttering her eyes while Alejandra's tootling squeaks soundtracked the moment. It was heaven. There in the bathroom, standing so close to him, both of them nearly naked, the smell of his sweat and shit hanging thick as smoke, burning her eyes. She nearly came, but stopped herself and slid back out the door and sat down in the hallway carpet. Rando gave a grunt as she exited, fully aware of what had just transpired, but oblivious to its importance. He wiped his ass and thought about her big white legs, then pictured himself holding them by their puffy ankles. He flushed the toilet and wrapped himself in the towel and closed the door. He leaned over the sink and took a deep breath, 
trying to calm his head and lose his pounding erection. Rando had no feelings for Becky whatsoever. He thought she was a bit fat and kind of ugly and very much unkempt for a girl her age. But he hadn't had sex since moving to America with Alejandra, and Alejandra was making him wait till their wedding night, which right now had no set date. He'd barely been touched since their engagement. Anything with smooth flesh, even a beast like Becky, could immediately arouse him. It was becoming a problem that he needed to fix badly. Overseas, he could have just called an ex-girlfriend or gone out to a bar and met someone cheap, but now he was stuck in Iowa with no money or car. Everywhere he went, people looked at him strangely and repelled at the sound of his language. He hadn't even bothered to learn hello. What good would that do anyway? He didn't care to meet anyone. He just wanted someone to sleep with to ease his throbbing mind. But so far, the town of Clive had nothing to offer. Nothing besides Becky. And that short pursuit could very likely end in an outbreak of warts. He turned on the sink and splashed some water on his face, looking over his reflection in the mirror. He wasn't getting any younger. His 25th birthday was coming soon. He wondered if he'd turn another year older while still on this dry spell. He spat in the sink and turned on the shower, dropping his towel and stepping inside. Alejandra was enrolled in a two-year program. After that, their plan was to take her father's money and move to Europe, where she could dance and he would finally get to cat around in a more civilized part of the world. But for now, he was stuck in a tiny yellow shower, hunched over, scrubbing his ass with Becky's loofah while peeing in splatters between his feet. It was pathetic. He grunted and turned the water to scalding hot. Steam filled the air. He began to stroke himself once again, closing his eyes and picturing Becky's puffy white ankles. Out in the living room, Alejandra rested the bassoon against the couch and picked up her sheet music off the floor, stacking the pages neatly together and tucking them into a drawer. She looked at Becky sitting there on the carpet outside the bathroom, rubbing her bare legs and scratching her eyes. Her shirt was covered in cat hair. Becky looked like this every day when she woke up. It made Alejandra sad. She wished Jesus were still alive. If that were so, she could just ask him to come over and talk some sense into Becky for her. Alejandra had a hard time thinking of Becky as a fellow girl. Becky was more like someone on TV. She was too unreal, an unthinkable mess. She was also too big to be a girl. Alejandra had never seen a girl that puffy and wide back in Mexico. But then again, she'd been raised in an all-girl ballet academy. Becky could definitely never be a dancer or performer of any kind. She was way too sloppy and bad with her makeup. The living room was small and taken up mostly by the couch, television, and plants. Alejandra reached over and touched Becky on the shoulder, praying that the Lord would finally work through her and help her misguided roommate. What is the matter today? Alejandra asked in annoyingly proper English. So far, every morning had begun with this quivering question. Becky looked into her own lap. Her pubic hair was getting really long, and she had two new pimples right on her vulva. They ached. I'm fine, Becky muttered, not believing herself. How are you? 
Today is a good day, Alejandro replied. Today I have my reviews. I practice, I review. Today is also a good day for you to go to church, Miss Becky. Alejandra said this while patting Becky on the shoulder with her tiny hand. Becky hated the way Alejandra insisted on calling her Miss Becky. She understood Alejandra was only being polite, but it made Becky feel old. She brushed the hand off of her and climbed to her knees, where she wobbled in place. No, not today, Becky said. I gotta work today. No time for church. As soon as Rando's out of there, I gotta crap and get ready and go in. I'm already late. My father says girls don't crap, Alejandra said. Your father is wrong, Becky said. My father is not wrong. My father is a smart man. Okay, then. Becky knocked on the bathroom door. Rando grunted over the sound of the shower. Alejandra got up and stepped sideways into the small kitchenette and pulled down a box of cereal from the counter. She had to hold it with both hands to keep from dropping it. May I make you breakfast? she asked. Becky climbed to her feet and stumbled over the couch and into the pantry. No, I'm good, she said, pulling open the mini-fridge. You go ahead and eat without me. I'm just going to slam a beer quick before I have to brush my teeth. Becky pulled out a can of Miller Lite, cracked it open, and took a long swig. Foam sputtered out the sides of her mouth and ran in trails down to her ears. You shouldn't drink today, Alejandra lectured, pouring herself a bowl of cereal and climbing onto a chair. Today you should go to church and not drink. Today you should ask Jesus for his help. The last sentence struck Becky as she finished the can and crushed it in her hand. It was weird. Becky would never consider Jesus as a solution. To her, he was just some dead hippie like Jerry Garcia, but better looking. She tossed the can and fished around on a shelf for her jar of peanut butter. She kept it hidden so Rando wouldn't steal it. Becky loved peanut butter. The only way she planned on sharing it with Rando was to let him eat it off of her nipples or perhaps out of her armpit. She bought Chunky for this fantasy alone. She found the jar behind an empty box of tampons on the top shelf and twisted off the lid, scooping out a gob with her finger and cramming it in her mouth. She moaned lightly, chewing with her eyes closed. In a close second to masturbation, eating peanut butter had become one of the few joys left in Becky's life. That and drinking and smoking and weed sometimes and pills sometimes, and her friend Mike. She scooped another finger full and ate it, thinking about Mike and work. Realizing it wasn't all that bad, at least her and Mike were in charge now. Not having a boss was cool. She and Mike had both just been promoted to managers of their pizza hut. Now she didn't have to worry about being late like she was today. And when she got there, all she had to do was count money. It was like being in a rap video. That's what Mike had compared the job to. Becky liked this thought. She twisted the lid back onto the jar and pushed it behind the tampon box, chewing with her mouth full while grabbing another can of beer and cracking it open. She took a drink and sighed, touching the cold can to her warm privates and walking back into the living room with it held between her legs. Alejandro was eating at the counter, holding her spoon like a shovel, straining with both hands to feed her tiny head. 
Becky just chuckled and went back to leaning outside the bathroom. What is so funny, Alejandra asked, holding a napkin over her mouth. Becky looked at the painting of Jesus and took another pull from her can. She belched and knocked another time on the door. The shower shut off with a squeak. She could hear Rando muttering and cursing quietly to himself. He yanked open the door. He was soaking wet, and his long hair clung to his face and shoulders. Steam surrounded him like the walkable clouds of an imaginary heaven. He had a toothbrush hanging out of his mouth, and his left pectoral muscle was twitching. Becky watched his nipple bounce and then looked into his eyes. He was frustrated. She wished he would just take it out on her, grab her and throw her down and discipline her impatience. But instead, he just sneered and stepped aside, gesturing for her to go ahead and use the bathroom. He pointed to the toothbrush in his mouth and then to the kitchen sink. It was his way of asking. Becky loved it when Rando would silently ask her things like this. She nodded and watched him cross the living room and begin brushing his teeth over a sink piled with dirty dishes. He gargled and spat while his giant sculpted back moved like the thighs of a horse. Alejandra sat there oblivious to him, chewing her cereal in tiny bites while reading a textbook. They were such a weird couple and hardly ever spoke. Becky had only witnessed them having brief, uncomfortable eye contact while shrugging. That seemed to be the only way they knew how to communicate. Becky stood there watching the two of them a moment longer, wondering how the fuck they met and if they were really in love at all. Then, she suddenly had to take a shit and jumped under the toilet, slamming the door behind her. She looked at herself in the mirror above the sink while sitting with her socked feet on the wet tile floor. Her hair was a mess. She was going to need to shampoo it before work. She bent and began digging around in a bag of Alejandra's things, hoping there was enough of that flowery-smelling shampoo left.